Hi ladies, welcome to Fit and Fortunate Mama, the podcast for moms ready to ditch diets and get fit with sustainable healthy habits. I'm your host, Adelina. I'm a mom of two and an online nutrition and home workouts coach. Today I'm going to share with you what I eat in a day, but I'm not going to give you just a list of foods. That's going to be lame and useless. I'm going to explain to you why I eat what I eat, when do I eat them. I'm going to give you substitute options and I'm going to give you some tips on how you can change it according to your goals and your lifestyle circumstances. But before I dive into the topic, I wanted to share a story with you. I love sharing stories. I created this podcast so I can share stories of other moms just like you so you know that you're not the only one experiencing and going through what you're going. I recently went to a female networking event. If you are based in Dubai and you're looking for new contacts and friends, I recommend you check it out. It's organized by Women Who Thrive. This is not sponsored. I just really like their activities and their organization. So it was a speed networking event where you get to talk to everyone for three minutes and then you swap a table. So I met maybe around 15 women uh, during the event and a few of them, the moment they sat down and I introduced myself as a nutrition coach, their reaction was, oh my God, I need you which is obviously a nice thing to hear when you're a small business owner, but that's not the point. So we chatted and they shared their stories and the story was exactly the same. Different women independently talking of each other, same story. And that story was, I eat so healthy and I'm not seeing any results. And one of them, in fact, was even gaining weight. And she gave me a list of the food sheets and they were all very healthy. So I wanted these women to know three things and I want you to know the same three things. The first thing is eating healthy foods doesn't equal having a fit body. In fact, I thought about it, it doesn't even equal having a healthy body. If your food is not optimized for blood sugar control, if your food is not optimized for burning fat and gaining muscle, then it's just a list of healthy foods. Yes, they're going to do less harm to your body than if you're eating unhealthy foods, but that's as much as the effect stops. The second thing I wanted them to know and I want you to know is there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your body. It's everything wrong with your menu and the way you eat. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is there are so many women I talk to in my personal life on Instagram that believe there is something inherently wrong with them. They think they have the wrong genetics or they think they have some sort of a medical condition that's preventing them from losing weight and getting in shape. And I can tell you that there is a very, very, very small percentage of women that actually have such medical conditions and the percentage is so small that you probably no one, none of these women is listening to this. So you're not one of them because there are genetics factors. Yes, your neighbor or your friend might be, it might be easier for her to get fit, but it doesn't mean that you cannot get in the best shape for your own body and your own genetics. And also there are medical conditions, let's take PCOS, for example, or some hormonal imbalances that yes, they make it difficult to lose weight. However, the same conditions can be positively impacted with a change to your diet. So the reason why you think there is no point for you to even try because you have this condition and you're not going to be able to see results, you can fix the same problem with the same solution that will get you in shape, which is adjusting your diet. So again, 
don't fall prey to this. Don't think that there is no point in trying or what I've tried doesn't work because there is something wrong with me. You just didn't try the right thing. And the third thing I told these ladies is I cannot get enough information to help them in a three minute conversation. And the same applies when you message me on Instagram. I don't want to discourage you from messaging me. I love talking to you. In fact, you'll see by the end of this podcast, you're going to have an exercise which is going to involve texting me on Instagram. But what I want to say is that if you give me a message of just I'm trying to lose 20 kilos and I eat so healthy, give me some advice. I'm not seeing results or I lost 10 kilos after pregnancy and I'm not able to lose the other 10. I'm exercising. Give me tips. Doesn't work like this. I need to know a lot more than that. So if you are thinking even a little bit about coaching with me and signing up for my program, I want to invite you to book your free discovery call. You don't need to purchase the program. There is no obligation that if you come to the call, I'm going to sell you and force you into buying. I mean, most people do sign up. I think this year I've had one person that came to a call and didn't sign up. Anyways, you can be the second person. That's all right. You don't need to sign up for the program. But as I said, even if you're just contemplating working with someone as a coach, you should book your free discovery call. Because what will happen in this 30 to 40 minutes is you're going to tell me everything I need to know. I'll ask you questions. Don't worry, you don't need to prepare. And then I'll tell you what's your problem. Your problem is what's stopping you from achieving your goal. So if your goal, for example, is get rid of my belly, your belly is not your problem. And you snacking or eating your kids leftovers is probably also not your problem. Your problem is what's stopping you from getting rid of your belly. And it's something different than what you are addressing right now. Because if you were addressing the right problem, then you're not going to have it. Uh, You would have found a solution. So a lot of people focus on what's the solution, but actually they haven't found what the problem is. So what this call is going to give you is what's your problem. I'm going to give you an outline of how we can solve this problem if we work together. And then you can make a decision if you want to sign up or no. That's it. So at least you walk out with a lot more clarity of what you need to deal with. If you want to book this free discovery call, just go to my website, fitunfortunatemama.com and you're going to learn more about the program and you also see a button saying book your free discovery call. Okay, let's dive into the topic, what I eat in a day. If you have listened to the previous episode, which was called, I think, do you need to track calories to get fit or to get in shape? I should have checked what my episode was called before I did this, but it was something around these lines. If you listen to this episode first, then this one is going to be perfect because the previous episode gave you the theory and this is going to give you real examples of what I eat and what I recommend my clients eating. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, I strongly recommend that you put this one on pause, save it so you don't forget it because it's also going to be very good and go back and listen to do you need to track your calories to get in shape because there I'm going to give you four simple steps that you can start implementing right away. And the good thing is, even if you implement just one of these four steps, you're still going to see results. If you implement all four, then it's going to be amazing. And you're going to have the step-by-step framework, and then you're going to come back to this episode, and you're going to see real-life examples of how to do it. Okay, assuming you went to listen to the other episode, welcome back. Okay, what I eat in a day. I wake up very early because I want to exercise and be done with my workout before my son wakes up and needs to get ready for nursery drop-off. And I'm not that hungry so early in the morning and I don't want to exercise on a full stomach. At the same time, I would never ever drink coffee 
on empty stomach, but I'm also useless before my first cup of coffee for the day. So the solution I found is on most days, I'm going to have a small teaspoon of peanut butter. And if I'm going to work out, I'm going to add half a banana for thi uh, to this. And if I'm not going to work out, I will usually have just a small handful of berries. And then I'm going to have my coffee with milk unsweetened. I'm going to do my workout. I'll come back and my breakfast usually is going to be eggs. And there are so many different ways you can prepare your eggs. I've uh, had clients come to me swear that they don't eat eggs or they don't have time to cook it. And then I give them these easy recipes they can prep in advance. And then all of a sudden everyone is eating eggs. But most of the time I'll just have sunny side up or a fried egg. And I'm going to have it with some vegetables such as mushrooms. And I'm going to have some sort of a carb, either a fruit, or a rice cake or rye bread or sourdough whatever it's very important to have variety in your food so I'm trying every week for example to have a different vegetable or a different carb source if I'm not working out this day then I'm gonna instead of the eggs I usually have Greek yogurt or skir because it has higher protein percentage and I'm gonna have this with some nuts and seeds so these are my healthy fats my fibers and some berries usually or some kind of other low sugar fruit. So two things I hope that you took out of this so far is that you shouldn't drink your coffee on empty stomach. This is going to mess up your hormones and it's going to set you up snacking and craving stuff for the whole day because your blood sugar is going to be all over the place. And the second thing you need to do for the same reason is to have your protein. So always have protein with your breakfast. It's going to make you a lot less hungry. It doesn't mean that you're going to limit yourself or starve yourself for the rest of the day. You hear now in a minute that I actually eat a lot in a day, but it's not going to make you eat unnecessary. So the protein is going to fill you up and you'll be able to last until lunchtime. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about lunch and dinner now because they're kind of correlated and then I'll go back to snacks. My meals, my main courses, which is lunch and dinner with always have meat or fish in them or some sort of seafood. I used to be a vegetarian before. I can talk to you about it in another episode. Just message me on Instagram if you're interested. And I actually stopped being a vegetarian for health concerns, which I know is weird because usually people do it the other way around. They become vegetarians because um, they believe it's healthier. So if you want to hear a totally different perspective from my personal experience, let me know if you want me to talk about this in another podcast. But for the time being, I'm just saying I always have a very high protein, usually animal source uh, with my lunch and dinner. And then I'm going to have vegetables, low carb vegetables. So my protein and my low carb vegetables for lunch and dinner are absolutely non-negotiable. Even if I go out and I treat myself on top of this, my base is always going to be protein with vegetables. And then after I have these two, I need to balance my fats and carbs. Now, please pay attention that I'm saying balance or another word I like using is optimize. I'm not talking about cutting fats. I'm not talking about cutting carbs because we need all of the major food groups for our body to be healthy and even for us to get in shape. So I know some people think that they're compromising cutting carbs, they're compromising their health for the sake of having a lean body. Cutting carbs over the long term is not going to give you a good body. So you're sacrificing your health for nothing. Please don't do that. Okay, back to what I eat. So the way I balance first my fats is in two ways. If I have with one of the meals a high, higher, let's say, I never have anything high fat, but higher fat meat or fish, for example, let's say I have beef, I'm not going to have another higher fat meat in the same day. 
So if I had beef, I'm not going to have salmon for dinner. I'm going to have shrimps or sea bass or chicken. The second way that I balance my fats is if I'm having the set high fat meat or fish, so salmon or beef or lamb, I'm not going to load a bunch of other fats in the same meal. So I'm not going to have avocado and olive oil and seeds and whatever. I see all of these healthy bowls. I mean, they are healthy. Again, they have healthy foods in them, but they have so much fats clubbed all together and for someone that's telling me they're trying to lose weight and they're eating these high fat foods I just don't get it I mean this is again one disconnect between eating healthy and eating to be fit and eating to actually be healthy also because that's not good for you to load so many fats so again this is not about cutting fats fats are very important healthy fats for the proper functioning of your hormones for your nails hair and skin which is important for us as ladies but you don't want to load them all in one meal Okay, now that I've balanced my fats in these two ways, so I make sure that there is only one higher fat meat or fish per day and that when I eat this, I'm not loading a lot of other fats on top, I need to balance my carbs. I balance my carbs in a few ways. The first one is I eat natural sources of carbs. So this means that I don't eat veggie sticks or popped not fried chips or lentil chips or whatever the snack industry latest crazy is trying to persuade that eating this packaged ultra processed food is healthy for you. It's not. So my first rule of thumb and the way I make sure that I can have enough carbs, but they're healthy for me and they work for my body goals is I choose carbs that are natural. So I eat a lot of sweet potato. I eat a, I eat a lot of rice, by the way, there is nothing wrong with white rice. There is nothing wrong with potato if you eat them in the way that I'm going to explain in the other steps. So the first step is just choose natural vegetables, fruits, grains, breads, and you're going to be okay with your carbs. The second way that I manage my carbs is the portion of carbs. So majority of the food I eat is not mixed together which means that my protein is separate, my vegetables separate, my carbs are separate, and this really allows me to see the size. And again, if you listen to the previous episode, and if I haven't persuaded you, you really need to go back and listen to it. But one of the things that I explained there is that the carbs, the size of the carbs visually in your plate should be half of the size of your protein. And again, if you need more incentive to go and listen, I tell you what the size of all of your macros should be without you having to weigh and track them, but still get the results. So the first way that I manage my carbs is I choose natural sources. The second way I manage my carbs is I make sure that they're half of the protein size. And the third way, again, because my carbs are split is I try whenever it makes sense that I eat a bit more the protein and the salad first or the vegetables and then I eat the carbs. It doesn't mean that I eat everything and I leave the carbs last but I don't eat as many carbs for every bite of protein and vegetables if that makes sense. Probably it sounds very complicated to you but I've eaten like this for four years now and counting and I promise you once it becomes a habit I'm not a crazy person that counts two pieces of chicken and one potato. It's just it becomes really on autopilot. This I can promise you. I see it for myself. I see it for my clients. But yes, in the beginning, of course, it will take some getting used to. So what happens in this way is that by the time I get to the carbs, I'm mostly full. And if I have any leftovers from my food, because I never overeat, I never let myself feel bloated or too full after meals. I stop when I just feel full without any pressure on my stomach, etc. Then what happens a lot of the time is that the carbs uh, would be left. So then I have, I don't throw food, don't worry, I keep it for the next time. But I have naturally reduced my carb intake. 
So let me give you some practical examples of real foods and what this looks like in meals. So for example, my lunch can be pan-seared lean beef mince with some sauté spinach and some sweet potato mash. I'm really telling you what I eat. Like I didn't prepare this. That's why the pause is. Uh, this is the actual food that I eat. And then for dinner, I'll have, for example, sea bass with some rice and some asparagus and mushrooms. I eat a lot of mushrooms. Mushrooms are amazing for you. I don't subscribe to the superfoods because then people get obsessed with eating certain things, but mushrooms indeed is a superfood. It has vitamin D. It's higher in protein. It's not even a vegetable, but most people would count it as a vegetable. So it's higher in protein that than most vegetables, vitamin D, so many minerals. Make sure that you have mushrooms in your menu. And by the way, it keeps you full. So if you have a problem, for example, you eat breakfast and then you eat, uh, you feel hungry shortly after. If you're having eggs, then adding some mushrooms to that would really help you with this problem. Okay, snacks. I have to tell you, I don't snack every day. If I've had a good lunch and it's been a bit on the late side and then I know I'm going to have an early dinner, which is what I always try. I always try to eat around 6.37, absolute max. The worst thing for me, I go early to bed because of my son, but also because I want to wake up early to exercise. So going to bed with a full stomach is, is just messing up my whole system, my digestion, but also my sleep. So because I eat an early dinner and because I sometimes eat a late lunch, I don't always feel the need. There is like maybe six hours between the two so I don't always get hungry sometimes I'll just have coffee with milk again milk is protein so it's toning down the blood sugar effect I don't put any sweeteners I don't use any sugar or anything like this but if I do feel like snack maybe my lunch and dinner are further apart or maybe I didn't eat enough portion on lunchtime whatever is the reason then I would always go for protein something with protein I swear to you I would never eat anything if I cannot add protein to this. I actually heard this. There is a really nice podcast. It's called Mind Pump. I mean, it's a bunch of guys, fitness guys. Their humor is a bit raw, so maybe it's not for everyone. I love them. They're so knowledgeable, but also I just find it very entertaining. And one of the guys was explaining that only recently he realized that if he has, maybe he's out and about and there is no option for him to have protein, he'll just keep the snack all together. And, and I was like, oh my God, that's me. And again, this is one of these things that you just do over time. Nothing obsessive as it probably sounds, but it's not. Okay. So if I'm going to have a snack, I'll make sure that always I have a protein with that. If I'm out and about on the weekend, I might have kefir, for example. It's a, it's a perfect drink. It has protein. It's a fermented food, so it's good for your gut. If I'm in the office, I'll make sure that I bring some cottage cheese with me, maybe some mozzarella sticks, and then I might have this with vegetables. Honestly, you cannot really overeat on lean protein and vegetables. So as much as you want to have, as long as you prepare and you know that either you bring this with you or there is a shop nearby that you can buy them. If you get unexpectedly hungry, then you're really going to see a lot of results just from this change of having protein and vegetables with your snack. I know a lot of people snack on nuts. I'm not a big fan for two reasons. The first one is because I already have seeds and nuts throughout my day. As you heard, I have peanut butter. Sometimes I have seeds and nuts with my breakfast, with my yogurt. So I don't want to eat more nuts. Again, they're high in fats. As much as we need it, we shouldn't overdo it. Fats should be only between 25 and 30% of your total menu if you're trying to lose weight. Again, we don't count it, but by 
following these principles I'm explaining then we make sure that we're in this average and the other reason I don't like nuts is unless you've portioned them you might overeat I mean nuts is just something that I don't know if I'm working on my laptop or reading something it's just so easy uh, not to really eat it because you're hungry but just to overdo it so if you want to have nuts for whatever reason you haven't had that many fats during the day it's easy for you to bring it doesn't need refrigeration etc just make sure that it's portioned when you're not eating out of the bag because then surely you're gonna get too much okay now i'm not a saint i actually love sweets i don't think i have a day when i haven't eaten anything sweet or very rarely there are three things or three brands i'm gonna mention to you again i'm not they're not sponsored even though i think one of them sent me a gift once but again this is just things that and they only did because I post them so much because I just eat them in my everyday but these are three brands just to help you out because they're still sugar so they're not diet friendly they're not low sugar or whatever it's just pure sweets but the reason why I choose them is because they have very clean ingredients and one of them is not even aimed to be clean or healthy I just discovered it and I was so pleasantly surprised Clean ingredients, yes, you're going to get the sugar at the moment and that's not necessarily supporting your uh, fitness goals. But again, we're humans. You don't want to go for days or weeks without any treats and then you just binge uh, because you're so fed up of restricting yourself. So I'm a true believer in just small, small pieces throughout your days, throughout your weeks to keep you happy. Because why do we live if we just feel deprived all the time, but also to get on top of your goals. So the three things that I usually eat as a snack or as a sweet treat is I like Beauty Co. Beauty Enco. Sorry if I mispronounce it again. They're not paying me, so it doesn't matter. But especially if you live in Dubai, I'm sure that you've come across their Instagram. They're available on Kipsons. I think they are. I get them from Kipsons, but maybe from Deliveroo also. They're a collagen induced let's call it i don't know if i'm explaining it correctly cookies and and other snacks but i i like the cookies but again the reason why i eat them is not because they're dietary not because they're low sugar i eat them because their ingredients are clean so if i'm gonna get something sweet for myself at least i don't wanna put garbage in my body in the form of artificial ingredients and this will still pay off for me over the long term because my gut and my hormones are going to be in check. So I like their matcha cookies. There is one, it's like green, half green, half white with some sort of, I guess it's a yogurt coating. So this one is very good. The second brand I like is freaking healthy. They have their protein balls. Again, by the way, they're not that high in protein. So we're not doing this because it's going to help with our fitness or anything. It's just if you are to have a sweet thing, then that's a good option. So they have the balls, they have the squares but basically again I like that their portion same with this cookie the beauty and co so I know that I'm not gonna over it I'm not eating out of a bag I'm just gonna have one piece and then the third one that I said is surprising because it's not meant to be clean or healthy or anything like this it's lint chocolate so I really like the dark lint chocolate and I by chance looked at their ingredients and it's actually very because again sugar is is natural it might not be good for us especially in big quantities but it is it is natural so they have maybe three four ingredients which is so rare for a packaged food and i was so happy so i eat 85 uh, percent or 90 percent dark chocolate i'm sure you've heard that it also has some benefits for your health again if you don't overdo them but these are the three sweets um, that i like consuming 
you hopefully enjoy this and you feel like now you have a lot of good information and examples, but also some of you might feel overwhelmed. You might be thinking, my eating has nothing to do with this. What do I do? And you either say, okay, this is all just not worth getting into. Or you might say, okay, from tomorrow, I'm just gonna throw off my food in the kitchen and I'm gonna buy new food, whatever Adeline said she's eating and I'm gonna start eating this way. Don't do any of this. Because... If you try to change your eating completely, even if it's for good, healthy foods, as you see, I don't restrict myself, I have sweets, I have enough food, but because it's going to be such a drastic change versus your usual routine, you're still not going to keep up with it. You're going to give up because it will just feel too much. And again, you know that my audience is mainly moms. They have too much going on. They cannot all of a sudden just wake up one day, forget that they need to cook and shop for their family, forget that they need to pack lunches, sometimes have the leftovers and just crap off this and go on some sort of a diet or routine, whatever someone told them is, is good for them. For example, when I work with my clients, this is a very integral part of my program and my philosophy and why all of my clients are seeing such good results is that I don't completely change what I eat. First of all, no one comes to me eating junk food. Everybody that comes to me is eating some sort of good healthy foods, but as I said, they're not optimized most of the time or they will eat majority of healthy foods and then they'll have some other stuff going on. Either their quantities would not be right or they might be having over on top snacks that they shouldn't, etc. But they're not terrible, terrible eaters. So what I do is I spend the first few days of the program really trying to understand what they eat right now, who is cooking in their family, how many meals do they cook, do they all eat the same, uh, do they cook differently for the husband or for the kids, whatever is their family situation. And then the meal plan that I prepare for them is exactly personalized and it will have as much from what they already eat, but again with some changes on portions or timings of the foods or combination, but it's going to be as close to what they already eat as possible. And this is going to guarantee for them that they're going to follow this plan. And again, I'll allow them for modifications. I give them tips if they need to change something because of, I don't know, they had leftovers in the fridge and they don't want to throw them how they optimize this so they don't need to follow this meal plan to the dot. And then over time, that's why the program is so long. It's eight weeks to allow time for change. So over time that they have already this habit, then we start changing a little bit, maybe the portion, etc. But it's a very gradual process. So my advice is don't go and try and change everything all at once. So I mentioned if you call this in the beginning of the episode that you're going to have homework and your homework is I want you to think just take two minutes after this episode is over or you can even pause it right now. I want you to think what is one thing you're going to change one only one thing in your foot from this episode. And this is really important. I'll give you a personal example. When I started my business, I used to consume a lot of coaching and business advice, usually in the form of podcasts. I, I love podcasts, as you know. I mean, I, I still listen to this advice, but what I realized for the first few months is I was just listening, 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 and I was like, okay, I'm doing something because I have all of this information. And then I realized I'm never or rarely actioning anything that I hear. So then I made a rule that if I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'm going to record at least one thing. I'm going to write it down that I'm going to action on as the advice from this podcast. So I want you to do the same, please, because that's the only way. Getting fit is not about listening to advice. Of course, you need to know what to do, but if you don't do it, then 
it's the same as not listening to the advice. I mean, it's not going to change anything in your body. You're just going to be aware that you're not doing the right thing, which obviously we don't want. So please, after this episode is over, think of what's the one thing that you can change. And I can promise you, I've had clients, I used to do shorter term coaching uh, in the past, like a single call or a diet audit. I stopped this because I really want to see transformation and I want to work long term with people on their habits. But I used to have this and I've seen people get results with just doing one or two changes to their diets. This is how powerful this is. Maybe you decide that you are going to add protein to your breakfast. Maybe you decide that you're going to swap your afternoon snack for something with protein. Maybe you're just going to decide that you split your food. I know because I faced it with my clients because you cook for your kids and they need more carbs than we do because they're more active or maybe it's cultural and that's how your dishes are I know it's very difficult for a lot of people to get on board of the idea of splitting their carbs but again if you agree with the principle and you are truly persuaded that it's going to help you I promise you can find a solution I'll give you another quick example my kids and me really like pasta with chicken, cream fresh and mushrooms. And I had some cauliflower there because the cream fresh is white. But usually the way that you're supposed to cook this is lots of pasta, lots of cream and a little bit of chicken and mushrooms. What I do so I'm able to eat it and they're able to eat it is I cook the pasta separately and I load the dish on chicken. So when I'm pouring for my kids then I'm gonna put extra pasta and when I'm pouring a plate for myself then I'm just gonna put a little bit of pasta and I still can mix it up but I know it's a much smaller quantity so this is one dish that's very I mean it's not traditional but it's something that we eat a lot and if you see the recipe online you're gonna think of oh there is no way that I can adjust this to Adelina's advice you can so just think are you cooking something with a lot of rice are you cooking something with a lot of sauce what can you do that you can kind of separate this and I promise you you can just need to put a little bit of, of thought behind it that you can adjust and this small small adjustment so think about it you're not even gonna change what you eat you're just gonna change the proportion and this will already have an impact on the way you feel and the way you look so your homework is you're gonna decide what is the one thing that you're gonna change just one thing in the way you eat and you're gonna message me on Instagram and in a few weeks, I'm going to text you back to see and keep you accountable if you are actually keeping up with your promise. This is my commitment to you. I'm going to take the time to message you back, but you have to text me what change you've decided to make. And I know I have some friends listening to this. Thank you for supporting me. You're not exempt. You need to do the same. You need to make one change. So listening to this episode is worth it for you. And you actually start seeing results in your real life. All right, ladies, this is it for today. I have a favor to ask you. If you like this, please share it with a friend. Please post about it. It's a very young podcast, but I feel it has such an important message, which is women don't need to harm their bodies. They don't need to diet. They don't need to be irritable and angry at snapping and snapping at their kids and their husbands because they're not eating enough. It's absolutely possible and a lot more pleasant to get in shape by building balanced habits. So if you subscribe to this idea, if you agree with me, please help me out spreading this message by sharing the podcast with another mom that you love and you know will benefit from listening to this. Thank you so much and have a great week ahead. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.